We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Garamangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. So you know I'm horny for this guy on Instagram. <laughs> Marco. This makes him sound South American. He's Swiss. Guys, I'm like... Marco. I got served this reel by a Swiss content creator. Mm-hmm. Would we call him a content creator? He's a professional dancer, which, you know what, gave me a bit of the ick. So we're going to forget that detail. He's this guy who makes Get Ready With Me videos. He's so hot. He's so fucking hot. Yeah. And, like, it's a little bit cringe, but what I'm really horny for is his editing skills. Now stay with me. <laughs> Pretty much what he does is, like, puts on cute outfits gets ready with his skincare and his serums and like recreates a real trend that's like trending at the time but like he uses bangers like absolute bang like look at this one look the man can edit oh yeah marco okay this is so marco (laughs) this is so out of context because this is an audio platform the dls cannot see it's marco andre de silva marco andre de silva check him out on instagram dude he's just a like he's just a daily dose of he's a hot piece he's hot (laughs) and dls when revs presents me with these things now we have that kind of friendship where we can sit on a couch side by side and each of us are just scrolling instagram and just ignoring each other's existence but fully (laughs) accepting that this is acceptable in our friendship and she was like oh babe you need to check out marco and i was like oh here we go because we don't actually rolled her eyes at me she's like who's marco what's this now (laughs) fucking revs and you know what we don't have the same taste in men so I was like, or content. <laughs> you like to watch birds doing patterns in the sky and waves rolling in, and I, I don't. <laughs> God, you make me sound totally insufferable. But you know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> I need to change my algorithm, but I do love a few comedic things. But anyway, Rev shows me Marco, and through a very skeptical lens, I was like, all right, what's Marco about? Let me describe this from my POV now. <laughs> so she's holding my phone, watching a Marco reel, and her face went from eyebrows raised. Stiff, cocked head, skeptical. As the beat kicked in, she softened. <laughs> then her singular eyebrow came down, but one stayed raised. She leaned forward and then she slowly looked up at me and went, It's fucking hot. <laughs> and I was like, Watch it again and watch the editing. And she's like, Dude's oh, got skills. Like, oh, damn. And she's like, Hang on, let me show me another one. <laughs> Ten minutes later, sliding off her chair. <laughs> Marco wormhole. Anyway, oh, Marco Andre da Silva. Thank you, me later. Yeah, you're Thank me later. hot. Can't work out if he's gay or straight. Don't care. Doesn't matter. And then we did have a funny chat about, okay, so now let's break the fourth wall <laughs> and imagine him like in his apartment by himself because he, he has no friends featured anywhere on his social media. And he's always like often, I should say, in his apartment. I'm sure he has friends. I'm sure he's he was, Marco. I know, but we will... Giggling Marco at could the never fact. be lonely. Like, for example, there's this one video where he puts this perfect drip of creamy white serum on his cheek for a get ready with me. And I was like, Revs, just imagine him like doing that shot like 20 times and being like, oh, that was too runny. Oh, I need to change serums. I need something that's a bit, got a thicker consistency so that I get this perfect line across oh. my cheek. It was just so funny. Yeah. I never thought hearing someone speak in Swiss German would be a turn on, but dude. I'm horny for Marco. I haven't gone that deep. I don't know what he sounds like, but I like his music. So I'll put in in the, the show. I'll put him <laughs> in the show notes. Are you seriously going to put a link? I'm happy Marco. to share my Instagram is, boyfriend with you all. Is he your not spot? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, he's my gift to the DLs. Oh. Have some Marco in your life. I love it. Should we get into the episode? Let's do it. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, aka Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host... Revs, Kate Reeves. How goes thee? I'm fine. Oh, look, I... Yeah, that wasn't a bright, I'm fine. I'm all right. It's week two <laughs> of 2023. What's it's going okay. on? I need to make a statement. Oh, okay. Yep, I filled you in on this. 
And I need you to help me with this. Okay. All right. We on this podcast open our lives up. We have our Instagram accounts. And part of opening up your life is that you talk about your life. You talk about your children, your work, your friends, what's going on, whatever. Now, it's up to us within that to have a boundary about things we'll talk about. We won't talk about. I overshot my shot. I went a bit hard into talking about my relationship. And frankly, guys, having it up on Instagram and going into that at this point in our relationship, it's just I don't have capacity to find a clean way through that. But what I hate is when I follow people and they invite me into their world and their life and they talk about things and I get invested and then things go dark or things disappear. Okay, okay, Rebs. And there's super slow things going on. I'm coming in here because you're talking around the issue. Thank you. Help me out. DLs, for context, for those who are as lost... As everyone else listening to Rebs' ramble. I'm trying to make a statement. I know you're trying to make a sta- statement and you've, I, you're all red in the face. You're cocking it up, Rebs. Let, let me just lay this out in basic terms. Rebs hard launched Americano on her Instagram and she's taken that photo down. I've taken it down. She's taken it down and then what that was then met with was concerned DMs about her relationship. The long and short of it is her relationship's fine. She is in still in a relationship. Yep, they haven't br- and it's hard, right? Because we live in a social media age where it's like, ooh, so and so unfollowed like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Haley Bieber yep. unfollowed Selena. Or- and I'm not um, asking for sympathy. That no. is part of putting your life out there, having a podcast, having an Instagram, yeah. all those things. It's fine. It's it's part and parcel. It's just that I've never dealt with this before. Before. I've never managed this situation and I probably didn't think about it from every angle. I've now made a choice. Rebs, yeah. you don't need to justify. <laughs> You've changed your mind. I've changed my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And you are still in a relationship with Americano. Everything just, is fine. You just want to put more boundaries up. Yeah. You overshot, as overshot you said, <laughs> and you went, yay, I'm going to hard launch. And then you went, actually, no. I, yeah. I, yeah. We're yeah. not ready for that. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. So I don't want to gaslight you all mm. and I don't want to like make everyone be like, what happened? I get it. I Thank you for taking an interest and thanks for your hope you're okay DMs. I'm okay. All okay. But we're just going to like not talk about that. For a little bit. For a little bit. For now. For now. And that's okay. Yeah. All right. Is that enough? <laughs> Did I totally okay? fine. <laughs> it's so funny because like you share so much, right? Mm. But you're married. And like you're in your family unit. It's a neat package. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like it's just so different. It's I so just different. Didn't, I know. You're yeah. you're juggling ex-partner, new boyfriend, and yeah. then his whole world. Yeah. You know, like it's it's a lot. Yeah. I, get, I get that. Thanks, and, honey. and you know what? Our DLs will get it too, Revsy. Yeah. I just don't want to leave good. the DLs hanging because they're just the best people, you know. Yeah, totally. And Revs's fear is that she's one of those influencers yeah. who's like, guys, I'm not going to talk about this. But I'm just going to, like, give you enough hints to make it sound like I'm thirsty and make you yeah. curious. Like when people and- post, a, like, a shot with no caption from a hospital bed and it's like, oh, my God, what's wrong? What happened? It's like, shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be those people. Yeah, and I'm you're not-, not that person. Yeah, anyway. Sorry. Light and bright yep. into this episode, second week of the year. Um, while you're sitting there in the depths of your own insecurities, yep, let you. me add to it okay. by forcing you to do the Gretchen Rubin test with me. Now, for any. Oh, yes, yeah, all right. Yep, yeah. I'm, I'm going to make you do this Great. live on the potty. Now, okay. for any DLs who aren't up to speed, in the last episode, we touched on Gretchen Rubin's personality test. We love a personality test. And Rebs has never done this one. No, I've I, done all the other ones. She sure has. And I have already done this test and my result was that I am an obliger. Okay. There are four character traits. Okay. And I'm interested to see what Rebs is leaning into. Before we do it, can yeah. you tell us the four types? Yep. So just to rehash that, we have the obliger, yep. which I am. We have an upholder. Mm. We have a rebel. Okay. And we have a questioner. Okay. Now, Are they I, self-explanatory? Uh, well, I, there is obviously a breakdown sure. into more detail. I think the titles do give bits away, but it, it, it goes so much deeper into it. Unlike the Enneagram, which is like crazy detailed, but you just called a seven. I know. I know. It doesn't feel like... I Actually, I think there are names with Enneagram, but anyway. Yeah. I'm a seven. You're a three. If anyone's curious. Yeah. What's your Myers-Briggs? Do you know? I have no idea. Okay, let's do this. But what I love about the Gretchen Rubin test is that it's just 12 questions, which some people be like, that's so basic. And look, maybe it is, but we're going to do it anyway. Who is Gretchen Rubin? 
For context, quickly, Gretchen Rubin is a highly acclaimed writer. She describes herself on her website as known for her ability to distill and convey complex ideas from science to literature to stories from her own life with levity and clarity. Okay. It's a little bit lofty, but doesn't matter. We're going to do the test. Great. Rebsy, question number one. And DLs. Straight in. Straight in. Okay. DLs, feel free to join along or. Jump on the website. We'll Gretchen chuck it Ru- in the show notes. Yeah, GretchenRubin.com. You can also do this test for yourself. So question numero uno. Revs, have you kept a New Year's resolution where you weren't accountable to anyone? A resolution like drinking more water or keeping a journal? No. Next question. Which statement best describes your view about your commitments to yourself? Okay. Okay, here are the statements. One. I make a commitment to myself only if I'm convinced that it really makes good sense to do it. Two, if someone else is holding me accountable for my commitments, I will meet them. But if no one knows except me, I struggle. Mm -hmm. Number three, I bind myself as little as possible to Mm -hmm. any commitments. Mm -hmm. Number four, I take my commitments to myself as seriously as my commitments to other people. I don't bind myself to commitments. Okay. Next quizzy. At times, we feel frustrated by ourselves. Are you most likely to feel frustrated because A, my constant need for more information exhausts me. B, as soon as someone expects me to do something, I don't want to do it. <laughs> C, I can take time for other people, but I can't take time for myself. Or D, I can't take a break from my usual habits or violate the rules even when I want to. B. Hard B. Hard B. As soon as someone wants something from me, I want to do it. (laughs) So you. I could have answered that one for you. Next, Quezzy. When you formed a healthy habit in the past, what helped you stick to it? One, I'm pretty good at sticking to habits even when no one else cares. Two, doing a lot of research and customization about why and how I might keep that habit. Three, I could stick to a good habit only when I was answerable to someone else. Four, usually I don't choose to bind myself in advance to a particular course of action. I would say none of them are bang on, but yeah. I would say the third one. Yeah. Great. I mean, if which one do you most lean into, I suppose? Probably if I was like doing it for someone else. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next, Quezzy, if people complain about your behavior, you'd be least surprised to hear them say, uh-huh. one, you stick to your good habits. Ones that matter only to you, even when it's inconvenient for someone else. Mm-hmm. Two, you ask too many questions. Mm-hmm. Three, you're good at taking the time when others ask you to do something, but you're not good at taking time for yourself. Mm-hmm. And four, you only do what you want to do when you want to do it. Four. Yeah. I, I get like to say it, but that's what I, that's the feedback I yeah, would not be surprised to hear. You know what? You have to be honest with yourself on these. <gasps> is, the, is one of these personality traits a dickhead? <laughs> Maybe you. I don't know. We'll see. Oh. All right. Next. Which description suits you best? This is a quick one. Mm-hmm. Number one, disciplined. Sometimes, even when it doesn't make sense. Two, ask necessary questions. Three, put others, clients, family, neighbors, co-workers first. Four, refuses to be bossed by others. Four. Yeah, I know you are, babe. I feel like I know what you're... I hope your, my boss isn't listening. <laughs> I know what your answer's going to be here. I think oh, I can no. read the test all over. All right, next, Quezzy. People get frustrated with me because if they ask me to do something, I'm less likely to do it, even if they're a boss or client. Do you tend to disagree? Are you neutral or tend to agree with that statement? Tend to agree. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you do have authority issues, don't you? <laughs> Alrighty, moving on. I do what I think makes the most sense according to my judgment, even if that means ignoring the rules or other people's expectations. Tend to disagree, neutral, or tend to agree. Agree. Mm. Oh, man. (laughs) Some people might call these selfish traits. They might. (laughs) Rebs is looking at me like, oh, God, I'm trying to be honest here. I am. No, you have to be. Vulnerability, vulnerability. Vulnerability. Okay, we're getting close to the end. Commitments to others should never be broken, but commitments to myself can be broken. Tend to disagree, neutral, or tend to agree? Neutral. Honestly, Mm. neutral. All right. Sometimes I won't do something I want to do because someone wants me to do it. Tend to disagree, neutral, or tend to agree? Disagree on that one. Okay. I'm not like, fuck you, you want me to, so I won't. Yeah. Like, it's not that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next one. 
second last one or penultimate, <laughs> as some might say. Get out your dictionary. <laughs> I've sometimes described myself as a people pleaser. Yep. Tend to disagree. Neutral. Tend to agree. Is there a hard agree? <laughs> tend to agree. Okay. Last question. I don't mind breaking rules or violating convention. I often enjoy it. Tend to disagree. Neutral or tend to agree. agree. Tend to agree. agree. Some of these were quite similar on. All right, let's check out your results. Ah, results. Your personality type is asshole. (laughs) Hey, hey, go easy on my bestie. Okay. Oh, look at that. What am I? What do you think, babe? What do you think? I don't know. Your tendency is rebel. Yeah, it is. Didn't I say this? I said you'd probably be a rebel. Yeah. And the quote that comes with rebel is, you can't make me. But neither can I. (laughs) That is so spot on. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, this is painful. It's so good. I love it. Oh, my God. Is there anything positive about being a rebel? Rebels resist all expectations, outer and inner alike. Telling a rebel what to do makes them less likely to do it, even if it's something they want to do. They value freedom Mm. and choice Mm -hmm. and like to do things their way Mm -hmm. on their terms, which is very you. Mm -hmm. There is a much more detailed breakdown, which I've sent to your email. Thank you. It'll land in your inbox and you can have a little scroll over that. But yes, you're a rebel. I'm an obliger. (sighs) Okay. Can I say I'm not so rebellious in a romantic relationship? You don't think so? No, I would put myself... I would probably be more of an obliger oh, in a romantic context. Interesting. But in the, out in the world and in my friendships I'm and like just general life. You're a rebel. Resonate. Mm, yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Interesting. I think what I like about the Gretchen Rubin test is that it just highlights some things about yourself yep. that you probably already know. Yep. But it just makes you more aware so that moving forwards you can kind of go, oh, no, that's my inner obliger. Yeah. Maybe I should work against that What's for a the, Can you read the obliger because it Because it is about natural tendencies. Yes. Okay. That's all it is. Yeah, it's, it's just, just your, getting eyes on it. Totally. It's not, you have to do it all the time. Yeah, and it's not saying, oh, Revs, you're a rebel, that's it. It's yeah. like the key word is tendency. I know I keep harping on about that, but it's like, oh, my tendencies are my to rebel. Yes. So maybe I need to have a look at this. And with maturity – Yes. That maturity is when you go, oh, that's a pattern of mine. Mm -hmm. I do that. That's my instinct. But Mm -hmm. what's the best, what's the next right thing to do here? Like what's the best behavior? And you sort of challenge it instead of just going with your instinct. Correct. Okay. Hopefully I do that. (laughs) I think you're getting better at it. (laughs) I'm like, hopefully I do that. Please affirm me. She's like, I think you're getting there. (laughs) So an obliger is a classic... You can count on me and I'm counting on you to count on me. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. You need to be, you need someone to spot you. Yeah. You need someone to hold you accountable or you'll just lie in bed all day on any YouTube vortex. Correct. Okay. Okay. But you also need to be needed by others. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an interesting one. So obligers meet outer expectations but struggle to meet inner expectations. Mm -hmm. Of all the tendencies, obligers are the biggest group. This doesn't surprise me because I think actually a lot of people are people pleasers and and need to be held accountable to other people. And it's the classic putting yourself on the bottom of the to-do list, not being able to look after you first. So they they are the biggest group and they are the ones whom people count on the most. Yeah, of course. They put a high value on meeting commitments to others but may have trouble seeing limits and meeting their commitments to themselves. So, you know, that's pretty classic. I've got a problem with this. Okay. Like, that's a bit of a, like, saying one of your negative traits in an interview is that you're a perfectionist. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, obligers, they're always there for other people. I didn't hear one positive thing about the rebels. There was nothing in there that was like, rebels, I don't know, forge new pathways or or disrupt or make, you know, like, think about things differently, offer another perspective. It's all just like rebels just hate doing what they're told and won't do it. Even if they want to do it, fuck those guys. They suck. Yeah. Obligers sound kind of cool. Look, I will. We need obligers. When we look at all the various tests out there, Enneagram, the. Myers-Briggs. The Myers-Briggs. 
I will say the Gretchen Rubin one is the most basic. I mean, you can pick up on that straight away just based on the 12 questions. Like how can you summarize who a person is off 12 questions? You can't really, but it, you know, it's fun. It's fun. And and it's nice to analyze and look inwardly. Well, I can add this to my like personality description now. Hey guys, I'm an Enneagram seven. (laughs) I'm a Gretchen Rubin rebel. I'm a cancer with a rising Pisces. (laughs) And my love language is gifts. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine putting that about yourself on your dating apps. But <laughs> then, fun. no, but then if you found someone who's like, I know what a seven is. Yeah. <laughs> I know what a rebel is. I know this person. I have done these tests too. We must be similar peeps. Soulmates. Soulmates. Because we like these kinds of personality tests. We like doing the work yeah. Yeah. on ourselves. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can see how two people could kind of create a spark out of this I conversation. I think that's called trauma bonding. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> I don't have time for what don't you have time for I don't have time for my three-year-old not wanting to be a three-year-old what yes it's exactly as I said okay so let me start with Rafa Rafa is I want to do everything yesterday yeah I want to be 13 years old and getting my ears pierced I want to be 16 and driving Mm -hmm. you know she's always looking ahead but mummy when I'm a grown-up can I do x y and z yeah and I was that kid too. Yep. I desperately wanted to grow up. And so I relate to that. Iggy literally just wants to be a newborn for the rest of his, <laughs> his He wants life. to go back into the womb. I mean, have you ever met a kid when you go, you're turning three tomorrow. I don't want to turn three. <laughs> and then when it's his actual third birthday and you say, Iggy, you're three. He goes, no, I'm two. <laughs> like, this is what I'm dealing with. And that extends into... Hey, Iggy, now that you're three, do you want to learn to do poos and wheeze on the toilet like a big boy? Is that how you're talking to him? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the self-loathing that just washed over me. Hey, Iggy. He's okay. like, I want to be a baby. Oh, my God. We're like, rapper, get your fucking shoes on. She's like, all right, I'm 16. <laughs> oh, my God. This is where I've gone wrong. Too much mirror. <laughs> I baby him. It's keeping him as a baby. Stay on your short I'm sorry, interrupted, but I just had to call it when I saw it. No, it's fine. It's just, you know, it's just interesting having such colourful, very different colours on the spectrum of colour kids. Yes. And I have done a version of parenting for one child and I've had to toss yes. every bit of it out the window and handle Iggy differently. So you want a toilet train? Oh, desperately want yeah, a toilet train. Summer. You know, I it's summer. I, I am ready to be done with nappies. Yeah. And here's my last baby. And there are a lot of things that I'm going to miss. But one thing that I ain't going to miss are nappies. Yeah. I look forward to that time. So he's three now. I'm like, this is a good time. But yeah. he, no interest. Like straight up hard no. Yeah. Doesn't want to sit And the sit advice on- is if there's no interest, don't push it because yeah. it becomes a thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I... I think Iggy's the kind of kid who would be 15 and be happy to sit in nappies. No, I think he would. <laughs> he would be breastfeeding at his wedding. Yep. Yes. He has those tendencies. Oh, my God. If you want to God. talk about tendencies. He literally doesn't like walking downstairs. Like, he's been walking. puts his arms up. Cuddle. Carry me. <laughs> Do everything for me. And the problem is, is he has a sister who loves to mother him. Oh, so it's a codependent relationship. Yeah, he loves being lazy. DLs, I just heard Iggy say before we started this record, Yai is here. And she went, Iggy, it's time for your nap. And he said, quote, unquote, yay. (laughs) (laughs) That that, that, that is him. Never have I ever. Met a kid who was like, yay, nap time. Yeah. Like Rafa, it's a fight to get that child to rest. I'm not tired, baby. You're so tired. I'm not tired. Like Iggy, baby, you're tired. I am tired. (laughs) Put me back inside you. Put me to bed. (laughs) Oh, mommy, put my blanket on. Put my sound machine on. Like he, it's so not weird. It's just different. It's Iggs. I'm just not used to it. Okay. All right. Now back on the birthday train with Iggy turning three, another little funny little anecdote is Iggy is also different from Rafa in that he doesn't crave attention. Rafa is the classic, mommy, look at me do this really shit jump off the pavement. Cool. Was that cool, mum? Did you see that? And Iggy doesn't actually like attention on him. He doesn't seek it out at all. So... For his birthday, 
showered in gifts. Yeah. And he did love it. He's he's a basic three-year-old as well at heart. Loved opening all the presents. But who it impacted more was Rafa. (laughs) She struggled. Oh, man. She really struggled. And my favourite little anecdote goes like this. So... (laughs) And lots of people who have two or more children will understand this. So Iggy's opening his presents and Rafa is just frothing on every gift he gets. And she wants to play with it and she wants to. And I had to do a lot of, hey, Rafa, it's Iggy's birthday. That's his present. It's his. Let Iggy have a turn. It's his birthday. Now, Iggy doesn't advocate for himself much. And I really, really try hard not to play favorites. Yeah. Because Iggy is the, in inverted commas, easier on paper child. And I'm very aware that I don't want Rafa to develop this complex of like, you're so hard on me all the time. Yeah, let's not give her anxious attachment. Exactly, because she's also a firstborn. <laughs> yeah. So he's Represent, open- baby yeah, girl. You, Represent. You know the drill. So he's opening all these gifts and I had to be firm mm-hmm. about the fact it's his birthday. I let her get off with a few things, snatching, but I was like, nope, it's his birthday. So I said to Rafa, Rafa. No, that is Iggy's. It's his birthday, his toy. And she did a (laughs) sulk face and then bolted upstairs and shut the door to her room. Great. Bye. (laughs) I was a bit like, she fine. (laughs) Let her sulk. Yeah. Anyway, my stepdad, EJ, went upstairs and he opened the door and he said, hey, Rafa, are you okay? And she went, I knew this was going to be the worst day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) He you know when you're laughing you know you shouldn't because <gasps> you don't want to like invalidate their feelings yeah. but it was just so the earnestness yes yeah like I, I knew it and like she preempted this day she knew it was coming because obviously I do a lot of like it's your birthday eve and you're gonna be three soon yeah, yeah, yeah. oh god it just made me laugh oh my god. that that sentence came out of her mouth anyway eventually she came down and and it was fine but whew, having two close together like revs just listen to this statement for a second I have a three and a four-year-old. Nah. No. Yeah. Nah. It's, it's wrong. Weird. It's wrong. It's You've done it wrong. <laughs> it's so, and Rafa doesn't even turn four until mid-April. I can't handle that. I know. That's Irish twins, right? Not quite. No. But yeah. Irish twins is when you get pregnant, like, straight away. Irish twins is when your firstborn gets a sibling before their first birthday. <gasps> yeah, that's Irish twins. It's cooked, man. I do know someone with Irish twins. She <gasps> fell pregnant when her firstborn was six weeks old. Oh, my And it God. was the first sex they had oh, postpartum. Oh, my God. And she was breastfeeding. And for whatever reason, she ovulated that day. And he shoots, he scores. And her firstborn had a baby bro before he turned one. Wow. Mm. So never got one birthday to himself. I mean, we don't need things to ourselves. No, I think that's a don't. very second born thing to say. Like, <laughs> yes. I never got one birthday to myself. You don't need them. You don't need them to yourself. It's so it's true. It's fine. Can I just have a moment for the firstborns? Let me set the scene for you. All right. You know, OKE, we talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. One kid energy. energy. Okay. It's a thing. You have your first kid both parents obsessed, both parents doing everything together. Let's all sit down and feed the baby. Not necessary. Let's all bath the baby. I'll get the book. You get the towel. I'll make the temperature right. I'll do this. We'll both sing at her and play at her. For the first couple of years of your life as a firstborn, all you see from your POV is two faces looking directly at you with delight Mm. and interested, asking you questions, laughing at everything you say. And then... One stormy day, they look away and they never look back. Don't feel sorry for them. There's a cuter, better, Mm. smaller, quieter, easier version of you in the other side of the room and you suck. Okay, let me play devil's advocate. And you know what you do? No, wait, I'm not done here. I'm I'm not fucking done here. (laughs) You know what happens when someone starts to pull away from you? You get needy. Okay, you get needy and you're like, hey, still love me. Love me. Remember when you loved me so much? Remember when I was the most interesting thing in the whole world? Remember when you laughed at all my jokes? I'm still here. I'm still here. And you go too hard. You become annoying. You get louder. You sulk. You do everything to get your needs met. Okay, this is the the worst day of your life. So... You're validating Raph's feelings and I I appreciate that. As her fairy godmummy, I just want to just have a moment for her so she's not labelled the brat. Okay, do you know what? This is the first time that I've... Thought about it? Well, I've gleaned some insight into it. Okay, I bet. 
I have always advocated for the second born as a second born. Of course. Where it's like, hold the phone. You never got that intense intention. Yeah. So I don't feel sorry for the first one. But actually, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> so as a second born, if you don't know that intense attention. You don't need it so much. But also you're not losing something. Yes. Whereas yes. you're actually, Revs, you're right. The first born is losing it's something. It's a massive loss. <laughs> All right, calm <laughs> that down. That we never recover from. I have so much time for my daughter in this capacity because I'm like, I get the inclination to be like, shut up, loud firstborn. I'm looking at this cute, easy one now. You know, mm. you're annoying me. But like, I just make a lot of space for it because I empathize. But we all do come from our POV. My mum literally looked me dead in the eyes once and said, the youngest is always the most beautiful. <laughs> she's the youngest. Okay, problematic. <laughs> Very. But like, oh, she's the youngest. So she's like, well, that's just how it goes. She's oh, like, the God. more kids you have, the better they get. I was like, what? <laughs> me dead in the eyes and my sister's like she's right <laughs> so I just hold the hands of my sister's firstborn and my firstborn and the three of us we're a little crew <laughs> I love that love that for you guys but yeah secondborns are more resilient sure we just are. oh yeah like did I not sound resilient just then did I sound a little unhinged look the word true snowflake came to mind <laughs> It did. It just did. I'm sorry. Like, you're a delicate little snowflake. So many needs. Do you know my brother? Yeah. He really doesn't have firstborn energy. Yeah. He doesn't. Well, and do you know that what? you know of. <laughs> he, he just doesn't. And I should probably be offended at this, but people are like, you give off hard firstborn kid energy. Well, your brother is the only boy for your mum. I don't know. Maybe that. I don't know. But you've got that with Iggy. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting. It is interesting. While we're on Iggy, mm. how's the cast going? The broken arm. It's off. Oh, it's off. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you know what? What? I still can't get over how chill this kid was with a car. <laughs> Do you know, he actually begged for it back on. Well, now I kind of... What? No, he did. <laughs> he did. I, I think... Okay. Okay. Oh, my God, Iggy. I, I need to rebut myself. Never change. You know, how never I, change. you know how I said he doesn't crave attention? Yeah. He loved having a cast. Because it made him a baby. Yes, because we all babied him oh harder. He got picked up. Yep. And, look, oh and when I put God. him to bed the first night, he was like, he cried, I want my cast back on. I want my cast. Oh, look, my God. The doctors did say that. Kids, when they get their cast removed, they lose that sense of security. Sure. And the sensation can feel weird. <laughs> and now let's just set up the scene for Iggy's level of security needs. <laughs> the guy does never seen the without guy. A, the guy. <laughs> the guy is never seen about town without his bunny's ear in his mouth. Like it's part of his face. <laughs> He's got this jelly cat's bunny that stinks like what is it stick like off potatoes <laughs> it's so bad belly button lint it's disgusting it's gross it's like, the color can only be described as dead gray dishwater gray dishwater gray mm. perfect mm. it is matted mm. stinky lost flat stuffing in bits he holds one ear Just in his hand and, and the other goes it. in his mouth with his thumb it's part of his face. And do you know what? The ear tip has dried snot on it. I bet if you took a photo of the jelly cat on its own, your phone would put it, you know, when it recognizes, like recognizes it. It would have phone, its own album. Your, it would have an album with Iggy in it, like oh as the God. one person. Oh, that is so true. Like his level of security needs yeah. are high. Yeah. Is so is high. high. So very high. Oh, my God. Oh, bless little eagles. Okay, so is he right now? How long's it been off? Oh, it's totally fine. Okay. I thought it was six weeks, but turns out it was five weeks okay, for his great. cast. I don't know. The appointment was in my calendar. I'm bloody stoked. It yeah. crept up on me. Off it came. His arm was so tanned, <sighs> which really confused me because I said to the doctor, why is his arm as if it's been to the Bahamas yeah. on its own <laughs> when it hasn't seen sun because of the cast? And they said, oh, honey, that's not a tan. That is layers and layers and layers of dead skin. And I was like, ew, oh, gross. And they God. were like, it'll just slowly peel off. I was like, like no, I'm going to take him home and scrub that off. His, arm, it off. his arm stank, Revs, like worse than the bunny. <laughs> If you can imagine it. Not worse than the bunny. Well, because bits of food get oh. caught. Yeah. Imagine yeah. having that job at the hospital. Yeah. Of removing the cast. Stanky. No, thank you. No, thank you. But sidebar. Yeah. 
I cannot believe how many DMs I received being like, still can't believe that Rafa wasn't the one who broke her arm. Like, how was it Iggy who broke the arm? Cautious Clive was the one to break his arm first. Oh, because Rafa's a mountain goat? Because, yeah. No, 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 no. Deals. Mm. That's not how it works. No. The mountain goats who start climbing at nine months old or whatever, they don't break shit because they're adept at it they're comfortable they don't have as many accidents it's the ones that don't go rogue that can like easily trip or fall totally thank you for getting the logic because this all sprung out because i posted a video of rafa swinging on a swing sideways with huge force and momentum and then suddenly i got this avalanche of dms being like lol and iggy was the one who broke his arm and i was like yeah yeah see as as kind of hands off Parents. Parents who yeah. don't get stressed about – because i not saying we're better, genuinely. I just mean, like, there's two types of people, two yeah. types of parents. One's helicopters who are, like, ready, hypervigilant yep. and, like, can see an accident coming. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who are like, ah, what will be will be. And I think you get trained by your kid. If your kid's clumsy I was and just constantly about accidents, to say that. then you become hypervigilant. But if your kid's quite sure-footed – and I feel like I need to say, they'll have other challenges. <laughs> it feels like, <laughs> sounds like a flex. But if your kid's quite sure-footed, young, you can relax more yes. and, you know, deal and going back to OKE, one kid yes. energy, if Rafa was my only child and people were like, how do you parent a child to be so independent and like oh, and yeah, yeah. brave on you'd equipment? Think you'd done it. I'd be like, well, <laughs> you just need to give him the space yeah, to play yeah, and explore yeah. and not helicopter. But now I've got Iggy. I'm like, nope, straight up personality. Like yeah. I have to helicopter him. Yeah. He is not sure footed. Yeah. He is very clumsy. And how he broke his arm was falling straight out of a jumping castle. And this is a thing. If Rafa fell out out of the opening of a jumping castle she has done millions of mini falls she would stick the landing since the age of six that she has learned to fall well Well, right yeah because that's the thing like learning to fall well is like mid-air understanding how you need to position your body Iggy cautious Clive (laughs) you haven't thought about this much (laughs) but cautious Clive Clivey (laughs) so risk averse that he hasn't practice yeah. falling well he bounced out of the castle and thought someone would catch him because he's a baby <laughs> and alas he no hit the ground there. it's like no mate you're three you gotta land on exactly. your own <laughs> and he busted his up like for me that is not surprising so i just felt like i needed to clear that up because i've had so many messages about it that i'm like no you guys are reading this wrong oh man completely wrong ah <sighs> so anyway wish me luck with potty training because i am gonna get started on that soon i'm absolutely dreading it. i'm actually forcing the issue on iggy because as i said he'll be 15 and still happily in nappies and i just can't be that parent so Can- hubs take this on is there a dynamic yeah father son because mm. obviously he doesn't baby iggy as much as you would mm. i know it's got to be the family but can hubs drive it because there might be a bit more yeah. authority that i don't know this is an interesting take and one i hadn't thought about isn't that funny because i thought oh, i'll just take on potty training mm, I'll, I'll, do, take that I'll, I'll do that i'll do on my research yeah, yeah, blah blah yeah. blah but actually Rebs, there's merit in what you're yeah. saying yeah and maybe a few extra days at daycare and kick it to them. Do you know the other thing with Iggy? And I haven't tested it yet, but I think he would respond exceptionally well to a bribe. Oh, yeah. The kid loves lollipops. Yeah. Chupa Chup, Coke flavor, to be specific. Okay. I honestly reckon if I went, if you do a piss in that potty, <laughs> you'll get a lollipop. I reckon he might go, yeah. And then, <laughs> look, I'm manifesting this. And then yep. he's like the easiest kid yeah, to yeah, toilet yeah, train. Yeah. I'm trying to manifest that because Rafa was so hard to toilet train that I'm hoping that one kid yeah. is super easy. Now, it's funny because I was like, he's three, it's time in my judgy head. And then I was like, no, no, Teddy was three when I started. He was four. When it clicked. Yeah. It took a year. I actually remember with Teddy, and you did share this many moons ago on the podcast, but he had poo phobia, which is very common for a lot of kids, where he would beg you for the nappy. (laughs) Oh, no. I used to be like, do you need to do a poo? No. Do you need to do a poo? No. I'm like, do you need to do a poo? Let's just sit on the toilet. He's like, no. And I'm like, put a nappy on him. And he go, (laughs) just like instantly shit his dax. I was like, fuck. Yeah, and then that became, gonna get past yeah, this? that became your do si do for like do. a year, I yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. And then one day you went, okay. Literally putting a nappy on him to catch a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Poor daddy. That's a tough one. And, and then one day he was fine with it. I can't even remember what happened. I've blocked it. Yeah. Yeah. The trauma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be following along with interest at how you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? Not being able to take my own advice. 
Preach. Now that sounds pretty basic, but let me explain a bit it's, further. It's a universal issue, but let's get granular on it. Well, the granular, the, the next phase of this is not being able to take my own advice with the chutzpah and strength that I provide to my girlfriends. I smell an anecdote behind this. I've got this. an anecdote. Yeah. So, <laughs> for context. Me and the good mum haven't caught up in ages, schedules, blah, blah, blah. So we had a, an old-fashioned phone call. Good old-fashioned phone call the other night. We were trying to catch up, couldn't find a time. I was like, I'm just going to give her a call. We had like a two-hour phone call, like a really good vintage girlfriend so catch-up. So old school. So good. She was talking to me about an issue she's got, and I was giving her some really good advice, you know, like proper top-shelf Revzy advice, like really <laughs> therapizing, bringing in the tools, getting her, listening to her and, like, workshopping and, like, just oh, dissecting just the some shit out of it. And I can't tell you the haughty fucking voice on me where I was like, it is so important that you uphold this boundary, you know, like, just so strong. Yeah. And just, like, that's a non-negotiable. The strength, right? Then we move to me. I tell her my, my shit going down. And she's like... What you need to do, <laughs> it is so important. You uphold this boundary. You have to not betray yourself. Like, so then, And then you like shrivel. And then we both ended up in an absolute giggle fit because we zoomed out. Yeah, yeah. Because, yes, we were giving this great strong advice and the strong boundaries and the absolute definitive this is how it should be. But in return... So I'm giving her advice and she's like, yeah, but there's this fact and there's this and I don't know if I can, I don't know if I've got it in me to blah, 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 blah. And she was giving me advice and I was like, but what about this? But I really want this, but this isn't right. And then we just laugh so hard because we are so capable Mm, of giving of it. being strong for each other of seeing a situation for what it is of seeing it with p- proper visibility so clearly of not overthinking of just going well that's this right obviously it's this but when it comes to ourselves yeah we're like i don't understand i'm so confused why is this i want it to be this way blah, 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 blah. all our shit comes to the surface mm. and we can't have that strength that we have in us yeah we do we literally do it for each other for ourselves we don't I don't have anything else to say other than that's annoying. (laughs) No, but it's interesting to unpack this because I I can actually see this in other areas of life, not just friends giving advice on personal hardships, but in careers, like classic example and freelancers or people in the service-based industry will get this, but I'm going to use photographers as an example. Perfect. So quoting as a photographer putting a value, a numerical value on what your time is worth is so hard. And the thing about photography is it's a creative industry. So lots of people who come to it love it like a hobby. It often starts as a hobby and then it becomes a profession. And then when you have to start charging, it's a very uncomfortable place to sit in. Now, I have photography friends, Rachel Tag, for example, friend of the pod, where she will call me and be like, I've got a quote for this job. And I'll be like, you are underpricing yourself. You are under, you Think are about worth it. so much more. <laughs> what about no, this factor? What yeah. about that? Totally. No, 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 no. Bump it up. Add, yeah. add a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I go so hard. And then... In the reverse, yeah. I'm like, oh, but I, I think I'm overquoting. Like, what if they What if they think that they say, who does this girl think she is? And, you know, it's exactly the same. <gasps> but do you know what? You need that friend yeah. to hit send for you. Oh, okay. You know, to just go, let me be your confidence. Yeah. Let me press the send button or press publish or press post. And then it gets easier with time. Mm. But sometimes you just need someone else to do it. Or pump you up. Yeah, to pump you up. If That's only exactly you could get right. your friends into like navigate your relationship yeah, or look, like that- talk to the teacher at school. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like yeah, if only. If only. But you could jump into my skin and just run my life for a day, you mm. know, but we can't. But we can't. So how do we overcome that yeah. hurdle? How do we take on our own advice that we would give our friends? Well, I think, you know, acknowledge it to start with. Like yes. just. For me, I'm in a very observing time in my growth, mm-hmm. <laughs> personal development, yep. where I'm trying to just like, just observe things like, oh, that's funny that I do that. And that's what I'm doing with this. You know, it's yeah. like, oh my God, listen to me being a tower of strength in other people's things. But when it comes to my own life, I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like a jellyfish yeah. on the floor, you know, I guess just acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. But then you have to apply. Yeah. Like I do think that yeah. at some point you have to apply, even if you fake that strength, that's even it. if you parent well, yourself, it. you know. Yeah. That's it. That Well, that's always my advice at work to people is mm. like play the role, mm. like just fake it till you make it until it becomes real. Mm. Like 
just go, how would someone I really admire do this? I'm going to try and do it that way. And you're almost like playing a role yeah. in your own skin of that. And then if you do that enough, yeah, it becomes practice. So I guess you just have to do that. So here's the thing I did the other night. And this might sound so innocuous to you guys, but this was a massive deal for me. So I sold something on Marketplace. <laughs> okay, I love this already. <laughs> I'm in. I'm, I'm selling this side table on Marketplace. And it was like, I've had a few people who were interested, but this guy was like, I'll come tonight. I'll give you cash done. And we like, perfect. We agreed on a price. And I was like, sweet. And then he's like, cool. What time gave him my address? Right. So it was done. And then he was like, do you have a receipt for it? And I was like, probably somewhere. Why? It's unopened in a box. And he was like, how much did you buy it for? And I was like, I can't remember. Like I just, it was done. The deal was done. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And he's like, when, when did you get it? And all this sort of stuff. And I was like, what's happening? Yeah. And, I, and then I, it, he asked me like five or six questions to the point. I was like, do you know what? I've got other offers. So it's fine if you don't want it. He's like, no, 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 I want it. I'm coming tonight. But like ask for something else. And I was like, I, I bought two accidentally. I've got that one and I don't need the second one. He's like, no, no, I'm come tonight. I'll come tonight. It's fine. I was like, great. He turns up, he's quite a big guy. Mm. Um, and I had a weird feeling about it anyway, and he wanted to do cash. And I, I find the money part of marketplace just really awkward because you're, like, you're like, just transfer just, it to just me. Just give me the money and yeah. like, don't make me ask you for the money or whatever. Anyway, he gets the front door, knocks. I take out the box that's got the table in it and he opens it and he starts like, you know, doing that tire kicker thing of like looking at it, taking oh, it out. No. And I was like, oh, my God, you're going to like take all the bits out. How are you going to get it home? Like it was just stressful or whatever. And he was like, hmm. He's like, can I come and look at the one you've got? But we're standing at my front door and the one I have is in my bedroom, right? It's this big guy. I don't know him from Bar of Soap. He's already given me a weird feeling. Now, I reckon every version of me before like two or three weeks ago would have been like, yeah, sure, come have a look because I'm a people pleaser. I don't uphold my boundaries and and I often betray myself to make other people happy. Mm. Done it all my life. And I seriously think was about to let this guy in my house and I like floated above and went, don't be a people pleaser. Yeah. You don't want this strange man you've never met. Yeah. Everything in your, in your house. body is screaming no, no. But the little people pleaser is like, okay. All my instincts are like, do not let this strange man in your house. You're home by yourself. He's got your address. He's in your house. No, don't let him in. And I said, I'd rather not if that's okay. And, and what I was, did he say? And he goes, I've just driven here all the way from Bankstown. And I was like, that's not my problem. Good on you. And then he goes, like, and huffed. Fully huffing. So the people pleaser in me is screaming, like, make him feel better, make him feel better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Huffing, huffing, packing it all up. And he goes, what'd we say? 150? I said, we said 250. And he goes, oh. <laughs> like, huffing, gave me 250 and left. When I tell you the adrenaline dump that went on in my body, my heart was racing, my hands were sweaty, I was so fucking nervous. And I took my shaky 250, locked my fucking door, watched him leave the security door. And then I was like, fucking proud of myself. Yeah, that's huge. Like the fact that I said, no, you can't come in. And no, we said 250. Yeah. Two things I would not have done. I don't reckon even a month ago. That's so good. And this is practiced behavior. That's the fact it. that you've done it once now and you got that adrenaline. Yeah, you get kick, the rewards. The reward. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, oh, I stood my ground. And what's the worst that happened? I'm never going to see he that guy again. He huffed at me. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He yeah. lives in Bankstown. Like, yeah. he's not in my hood. Like, whatever. I don't love that he's got my address because I had, a, like, an awful feeling I know. The whole and this thing, is but- the complicated thing about Marketplace. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. can go so right and so wrong, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And you have to kind of toe that line. Especially when I'm, like, home alone, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, hot tip for yeah. someone who also has sold and purchased stuff on marketplace before ask for a deposit yeah i like that proof of commitment yeah i just go no worries if you could just transfer 30 bucks into my yeah. account and then we'll settle the balance later yeah uh i i think helps yeah because people flake as yeah. well on yeah. that space i don't mind that so like i think that's kind of part and parcel yeah, yeah, selling yeah. shit online but, but, but that it's annoying but you know, I, safety wise you know i have to like yeah. Just be fucking But smart. do you know what? I think this is a problem that all women in our generation yeah. mm-hmm. suffer from mm-hmm. where we get confronted with a male who yep. takes up a lot of space yep. and our default is to, if I just people please them, this whole thing will go away and yep. I'll be safe. Yeah, yeah. The amount of dates mm. I've sat on where I did not want to be there, yep. where I laughed... <laughs> Yeah, to make them feel comfortable. Yes, had this- another drink or whatever. To not be rude. Yeah. That's what your head tells you. Be polite. When actually you could go, I'm not feeling this. Mm. I don't want to be here. Yeah. And they'll be fine. Mm. <laughs> They're a big boy. You know, it's not up to you to make them feel comfortable. Yeah. 
because he literally said, I've drive, driven all this way. And I was like, well, that's not my problem. I find it so interesting how no part of him nope. had the EQ nope. to make the situation more comfortable for, for you. me. Like not one part of no, him. No, none of him was there to be like, he was like, I'm asserting my dominance. I'm the alpha in this situation. I'm in control. I'll get what I want. You know, like yeah. it was just, uh, and I was like, absolutely not. Good on you. Yeah. So it was good. Felt why, proud of myself. Why, I'm, so, I'm proud of you too. Thank it's you. actually made me think about, <laughs> I don't want to get on the consent wagon, but I'm going to get on it. it. So when I was in the UK, as mentioned, I have all these like teen cousins. Yeah, it was yeah, such yeah. a fun time hanging out with them because- there's a bit of a generational gap. They're basically my cousin's kids. So yeah. I am the youngest cousin on my English side of the family. So all my older cousins have teenage children. Love it. And I'm in my 30s. My cousins are in their, one of them's 50s. But and You're a bit of a forever kid as well. I am a forever kid. I suffer from Peter Pan syndrome <laughs> big time. And I was like, I want to hang with the kids. Yes. I want to get in on the goss. I want to know about TikTok, man. <laughs> I want to know about their sex lives. Yeah, I want to yeah. know about their stance on contraception. I, it was almost like I felt a bit like a journalist where I wanted Dude, to research. I get it. This is how I feel about my step-siblings. Mm, I, yes. I have my step-siblings are in their early 20s. Me and my sister they must be so bored of us. Or maybe they feel interesting. I don't know. We sit down like with our heads in our hands and with our eyes tell wide. Tell us like, everything. Tell us how the kids are doing it. Yes. What does yeet mean? Yeah. I think because we have kids of our own who are going to enter into a very different world yeah. than we did in yes. our teens. And we won't understand so it. this makes us feel like we're closing the gap. Yeah. It's like if I understand what today's teens yes. are doing, it'll set me up better for our kids being teens. I think that's where it comes from. Also, intrigue. I don't ever want to be the person that's like, fucking kids today, they don't know. No. Like, I feel like every generation improves a little bit. And like there's going to be generations coming through after us that just do things better. Correct. The way the Zoomers do boundaries. Yes. Like sex positivity, dating, um, how they have boundaries at work. Okay. So don't get taken advantage of. Back on this. Yes. So my cousins, they are like 17, 18, 19, around that age bracket. And on their Instagram, they exude body confidence. Oh, yeah. Yes. And and what I love is they are in pursuit of curves. Yeah. (laughs) So we are of the generation of heroin chic where Kate Moss was queen and you didn't want to have a bum. Yeah. God forbid. You want to be one of those fish where you turn side on and you disappear. Where'd that fish go? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But they are, and I will say this is an influence from the Kardashians. Yeah. Where they're like butts and boobs and and they 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 like to be thick. They strive for thick thighs, strong thighs. And I was like, this is so much healthier. Oh, it's so good. So they're on that train. Now, I sat down with one of my cousins and I was like, can I? I'm interested because she has a boyfriend and she had a bit of boy trouble and whatever. And she's popular in her group. And she's got confidence. Yeah, great. Coming out of the wazoo. You know what I mean? We love to see it. Yes, love it. And so I said to her, can I ask, like, where are you at with boys and consent? Yeah. And I said, I want to ask you this because when I was your- Boys and consent in 2023. Yeah. Discuss. Yeah, discuss. <laughs> and I said to her, look, you know, I'd never heard that term. Yeah. It wasn't in my vocabulary at all. No one mentioned the term consent. The most we ever got was no means no, which is like, okay, that's not language. That's it, not arming me with no. any tools. Like yeah. I don't even really know what And that then means. we got taught how to put a condom on a banana and then we were sort of taught about STDs. Yeah. But that was as far as it went. Yeah. It didn't look into the nuance and the complexities of engaging in sex and yeah. when you don't want to anymore. It just wasn't even a th- like I didn't know I couldn't start having sex with someone and then change my mind. It was also never offered up to us that sex can be good and pleasurable and healthy never, between two consenting people. Ever. ever. It wasn't offered up. It was all like, it's very scary. You will get a disease that will kill you or, or pregnant, pregnant. <laughs> yeah. don't do it don't do it yeah exactly so much shame so then my cousin says to me oh yeah we know all about consent we've been taught all the analogies about cup having a cup of tea and yep. all that stuff and I was like this is great like I'm so happy to hear that this is all the way in England like I know this is happening in Australia and we have the milkshakers <laughs> analogy the POV that from Australia it's all the way in England where we're this like outpost island in the middle of the ocean we are so far from the rest of the world anyway but anyway and i and i made it to england (laughs) but but the interesting thing that my cousin said to me was that you know what gem it's really weird because like she said i've been in a situation before where i was getting hot and heavy with a guy and then i was like i'm not having sex with you and his response was oh you're such a fucking slut (gasps) 
And she's like, and then she kind of laughed it off like, it doesn't make any sense. Like he called me a slut when I was doing the opposite of being a slut. I was saying no to say. And I was like, like they're all out there showing respect. Well, I just said, oh, that's so disappointing. Like, so I'm sorry that that happened to you. That's so shit. And so disappointing to hear that like a boy was still annoyed at you for cock blocking him yeah. I suppose and she said no they're all they're all the same but the difference but, but, is that she was confident enough to go like but I don't have to and I'm not going to buy that's it and yeah. she was unapologetic about right because I said to her tell me that you confidently said no and that when you said no he didn't manipulate you back into yeah. it or you felt you needed to people please him and just be polite do it. and she went she looked at me and was like god no yeah. Great. You know, and I thought, okay, so women are feeling more empowered. Yeah. So how can we get boys? Well, I mean, look, the it's culture pro- can move on. It doesn't save there being dickheads in the world. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like there's always totally. going to be people who are just assholes and mm. that, oh, you can't control that. All we can do is arm our kids, boys yeah. and girls, with the language just confidently say no and walk away. Yeah. I'm so excited to hear that. I think the Zoom is a really exciting generation. Mm. Honestly, I do. I know we give them shit for like, they don't want to work. <laughs> well, I think that's true. <laughs> but I think, you know, I'm excited that these are the people who will be like teaching, nannying, looking after our kids. Mm. It's cool. It's very, very cool. It is cool. And I see progress and I'm all for progress. Rosie. I also love how they unabashedly post a hot selfie. I could never. Do you know what I mean? Like if I have a hot selfie, I need to come up with some caption or some reason or be like, happy birthday to me. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I feel like explain I, need to, yourself. I need to explain myself yeah. and defend myself. Whereas yeah. Zoomers are just like, here's my thirst trap, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, they own it. They own they it. They own it. And it's great. Love that. Hear me with your not spawn. I'm going to hit you in. I tried to do a little melisma. I Didn't saw. happen. Yeah. Next. My not spawn is a shower oil. Now, don't switch off. Revs. Shower oil is my thing. I literally just eye rolled. I was like, what? Another shower oil? You've recommended like 10. Yeah, well, this is my like area of interest. (laughs) Let me just throw in an 11. So the top fancy schmancy shower oil I love is Yusei. But it's it's spenny, right? It's a real indulgence, self-care thing, which I'm all for. I've also given you basic bitches the supermarket version. That's my favorite. Which is the Palmer's coconut oil, right? It's an intense smell, but God, it goes the distance. It does it. And sometimes you just want the quick, easy, cheap one. Now, uh, there's a mid-range. <laughs> oh, great. Here we go. Mid-range. I'm, the, I'm Goldilocksing this, okay? This one's just right. Okay. It's $45. Oof. I know. It's not cheap, but it's mid-range. Okay. It smells divine. Mm. It comes from a company called Gentle Habits. Well, hang on. Tell us about the smell. Oh, dude. Like, paint it's a like, picture. It's, it's, what notes does it okay, have? No, but this is relevant. The company is Gentle Habits. You might know them from their very famous bougie incense mm-hmm. called This Is Incense. Yep. It's my favorite incense. It smells incredible. And all their incense flavors are like Tasmania, Melbourne, Noosa, Byron, that kind of thing. They have oils to match. Love. My favorite shower oil is Yamba. Cute. And it smells like a little bit beachy but musky, like it's got nice. all those nice woody tones. It's got a bit of patchouli in there for your little woo-woo. It's so divine and stunning on the skin. It comes with a little body brush. It's only 15 bucks. The two together is like, I am taking care of myself. Okay. I love my body. Important question. Yeah. What's the applicator? Is it a pipette? Is it a spray? Is it a screw top? Like the only is, thing that could make yeah, yeah, me. it is important. I love that this is our thing now. <laughs> the only thing that would make it better if it was a pump pack. Okay. Like, please, if you make a body oil, just put it in a pump pack. Yeah. Chuck it in a pump pack. I actually decant mine now into another pump- one that's a pump pack because oh it's just brilliant. so much better. Because no. then you can go all over your body. Totally. But what's good about it is it's in a squeezy. Okay. So it's like it's got a flip top. Yeah. Kind of like I would say tomato sauce. Heinz the flip top, the white yeah, flip cap. flip top and then you squirt it. You squeeze it. it. You yeah. squirt it onto yourself. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Have a little shower squirt. Oh, Love it. Love it. Trust me, guys. I know I harp on about this, but it really is a level up. We'll change your life. If you want to know <laughs> how to put not, it on, I've got a reel about it. It will not change your life. <laughs> yes, it will. It will change your life. I'm still advocating for the coals. Yeah, yeah, but shower oil in general will change your life. Do you know what? This sounds like a good gift. Great gift. Yeah. They have gift sets. You know, when people don't want to spend 45 bucks on shower oil for themselves, but when someone gives it to them, they're like, thank you. Best ever new mum present. Yeah. It would be the best new mum present. Okay. Hit me with your nuts, spun. 
have I got a knots bond for you. Here we go. Now, if you follow me on the gram, you will have already seen this. Okay. It's uh, called, I'm not going to give you any context. I'm going to go straight into it. It's called Barefoot and Salty Balance Board. Oh, yeah. It's your little... Surfboard, surfboard it, so basically, switch. it's a surfboard trainer slash skateboard trainer. Okay. We bought it for Rafa because she loves that stuff. We're always looking for physical activities. Oh my god, I should really get one. Well, of these. do you know what's so amazing about it is it's perfect for rainy days ah. when you can't get the kids out, but they're going a bit cabin feverish, yeah. cray cray, and you're like, just fucking burn some energy and pull your focus together yeah. because you do have to really focus to work the balance board. And, you know, if you want your kid to be the next Kelly Slater, like okay, this, is a, this is a good place to start. <laughs> Bought it for Rafa for yep. Christmas. I have used it every day. I've seen. First of all, the design, all yep. the whimsical woods yep. colours. There's like Neutral a, tones. a bleached wood colour. There's yep. a more of a deep mahogany wood colour. It's in the life palette, there, guys. Look, there's a two-tone. And, 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 and you know what? If you're a bit Yo Cabba Cabba, you can get a pink one, a if green one. If you're a one. bit Yo Cabba Cabba. <laughs> There's yellow. There's all the colours, okay? All the colours. But I recommend the wood. And it comes with uh, actually a few options for the rollers. I hard recommend the dual cork roller set. Okay. So it comes with a big cork roller and then a small one so your kids can use the small one while they're working out how to graduate to the big one. And for adults, you can start on the big one. Anyway, I love it. It's a small mum-run business. It's called Barefoot and Salty Balance Boards. Love it. Australian design. Australian business. You know, go support. Love it. I actually genuinely would love to get that for my guys. I think your kids would love Especially it. Especially because they're on skateboards now and I'd love them to get a little more savvy yeah, but before also we end up in ER. It's got circus vibes yeah, to it, you fun. know? There's a bit of that to it fun. too. You could put the greatest showman on and they can watch. Like Rafa watches TV love it. while working on her balance. Amazing. Okay. Oh, that's been a chat. Ooh, that was a biggie. Guys, it's so good to be back. Thank you for all your beautiful messages about last week. We are happy to be back. We're glad you're enjoying it. We've got renewed energy. We're refreshed after a break and we're like so here for this year. And as always, thank you for having us in your ears. Yeah, thanks. We love and being And for here. letting us keep you company, whether it's on a drive or on a walk or if you're breastfeeding, bottle feeding, whatever it is. We, we just love being a part of your lives. On that note, we're going to say ta-ta for now and we will be back in your ear holes on Friday. Love ya. Bye-bye. Bye.